Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. And the thing to also think about too is that if you don't show up, if not now, then when? If not you, then who? Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, We release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're We're your hosts, hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. All right. Our quote of the day. The sun will rise and set regardless. What we choose to do with the light while it's here is up to us. Journey wisely. By Alex L. I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back. The sun will rise and set regardless. What we choose to do with the light while it's here is up to us. Journey wisely. Ooh, T. That's a quote right there. That's a real quote, girl. That's so powerful. And I feel like 
I know you about to come to me to ask me what I think, but I, I, I do not feel ready. It's so powerful, but I, I'm trying to figure out how to even articulate what it means to me and how it makes me feel. So I want to pass it to you, Dom, and then maybe that'll get my creative juices flowing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what I will say for me is when I hear that quote, first of all, the sun will rise and set regardless. When I hear that, I'm like, but at the time that we record and it's a rainy ass day in California, where the sun at? Okay. That's my like, mm, I ain't here for it side, right? But my serious side is, yeah, to me, it this means that each day is going to pass regardless of what we do with it. So lady, what are you going to do with it? That's the question. And that's a really good point, Tom. Like every day, I, I was definitely looking at it that way, although I could not figure out the words that I wanted to use. But to me, when I think about the sun, like it, it makes me think about how life is going to go and continue mm-hmm. to go forward and things are going to continue to progress and life goes on despite our actions, right? Despite what yep. we decide to do or decide what we, or despite what we decide not to do, whatever decision we make, it's going to pass. Time is going to continue to go on, but also opportunities, like opportunities, they're going to come. Yes. And it's our choice, like it says, what we choose to do with the light while it's here, that's up to us. That's going on us, that's right? Us. The opportunity might mm-hmm. be there, but if we don't, take advantage of it, that's on us too. That's right? on and us. It may not yes. come, that same opportunity may not come back. So it makes me think about how seizing the moment is important. And I'm really excited for the conversation today because it's very timely. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Very timely. And yes. then we're going to tell you why. So we want to just open up the conversation by asking a question. And lady, this is a moment for you, whether you're driving or you're cooking or you in the tub, wherever you are listening to us, one, it's a privilege and an honor. We appreciate you inviting us into your space and into your most sacred parts of yourself because we are like hanging out between your ears right now. And we appreciate you in in your ears. We appreciate being there. And so wherever you are, lady, how are you feeling? Like, how are you feeling in this moment? I know for me personally, I am, I was telling Don before we recorded, this is typically what we do. Like we hop on our Zoom or when we're lucky enough to be in person together, we're like, okay, how are you feeling? Where's your energy at? And I feel... It's been a busy day. It's been a long ass busy day. Lots of work to do. Lots going on. I, I saw two accidents today, girl. Oh Somebody hit a tree out front of our place. And I Ooh. was, I felt low-key like a Karen because I started recording. But anyway, those were just some of the things. I feel like that those two incidents were like indicators of what my day has been like. It's been a lot. It's been a little chaotic. I'm tired, a little irritable. Um, I could use some rest. I could use a good meal. But at the same time, I'm also grateful. I am being kind to myself and compassionate to myself, even though I don't feel like I have it all together right now. And so this topic, I'm excited for that because we're nav- I feel like I'm navigating through this space as we are talking about the topic. So that is how I'm feeling today. What about you, Dom? How are you feeling? 
you know, I'm feeling similarly. Like I didn't have the the chaotic day that you had, but lady, as you know, Terry and I both work full-time jobs in addition to doing the podcast. And so for me, you know, at the time that we're recording, we're recording in the evening after we both have worked a full day for our full-time job. And so lady, imagine doing your full-time job and then showing up to create content. And depending on where things are in your job, where like what life is like in your job, what things may be going on in your personal life, that impacts how you show up, right? And for me, right now it's i'm choosing to show up during this, at this moment because i know that i have an even busier season coming up with the full-time job and so we have to prepare for that and so even if there's a piece of me that's like, you know what? If Terry texts me and said, well, we're not going to record tonight. I might be, I might've been like, all right, girl, I'll see you. I'll see you on Friday. We'll record on Friday. But I'm here. Right. And I think, I think for me, one of the things that I think about as we'll, and we'll dive more into this topic of showing up, even if you don't feel like it in the moment or leading up to it, I think for me, what motivates me, there's a number of things, right? It's one, knowing that we are creating amazing content for our community. Like that motivates me. To know that lady, as you are listening, there is something that you are going to take away from this conversation that's going to be incredibly beneficial to your life, right? And I feel blessed to be a part of that journey with you. And so I'm going to show up. But then two, I also know that even if I've had like a really long day, because I enjoy what we do with this podcast, Initially, I might be like, yeah, girl, I'm tired. Like, we could not, and I'll be all right. (laughs) Once I'm here in the space and we start talking, I'm good to go. I'm like, okay, there's an energy shift. And so every time I have those thoughts of like, ooh, I'm feeling tired today. I remind myself of how many times I've been in this place where I've had a a long or exhausting day at the full-time job and get here, get to this space where Terry and I are meeting and my energy shifts and I'm ready to go. Hey lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real, and we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. 
Imagine a world where you have a chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded Black women like you and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel and throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life and sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay! We want to meet you, connect with you, and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. We've been great stewards of our platform, all while working full-time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you up-level your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon. And we highly, highly encourage you to join the Sister Frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis if that meets your needs. Again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says Patreon. All right, lady. We'll hop right back into the conversation. I mean, that makes sense. Same here. As you were saying that, that one of the things I was thinking about as well is, you know, we're still in the building phases of our podcast. So lady in full transparency, like you in here with us, we, we low key like besties now, like you besties in our head or whatever. And so whether it's your first time listening or you're a loyal listening lady, as we like to say, we don't pay ourselves. Like the podcast, everything that we make from the podcast, right? You see, you may hear that we have advertisers or whatnot. We have a team that we work with and this is a labor of love for us. And I think that sometimes it can be really tough to to show up when you're like, damn, where's the immediate benefit, right? Let's be real. Like we go to our jobs, those of us that work or if you're an entrepreneur, like we do things sometimes because we love them, but also because, yo, I need to get this check so I can pay these bills and do what I got to do. And so in full transparency, sometimes it can be a little lonely and even discouraging being on the podcasting journey when you don't necessarily see immediate benefits. Like we record the content. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's great for us, but that's why we really love the reviews because that lets us know if we're on the right track, right? That's why we, our goal one day, and we'll talk about this in the future once we manifest it, but is to podcast full time so that we can really sew into this and do all the amazing things that we want to do. But in the meantime, we're showing up where we are with what we have and there's still value in that, right? Like there's still value in showing up and imperfect. And so it kind of goes into why we think this topic is important. I know for me personally, this topic is important because, because of the trauma that I've experienced in childhood specifically, I know that there have been struggles with unworthiness in my life. And sometimes when you struggle with unworthiness and I like to call myself a recovering perfectionist, that can impact your ability to show up. And because of fear, depression, anxiety, 
for a long time, I did not show up when I believe I want to use this very lightly, but like should have, I'm using air quotes there. I, I, I wanted to show up when I feel like I should have showed up. And it's important because I, I believe that we need to empower each other and encourage each other to show up where we are. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. And so we want to dive into a few ways that we can encourage you, but also us to continue to show up even when we're in progress, right? When we're not perfect. And so that is why this topic is important. And now Dom is going to tell us why, lady, you should stay until the end because we do have a meaty, value-packed episode for you. So Dom's going to give you some teasers and then we'll jump into the conversation even more. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. All right, ladies. So you know, and maybe you don't, if this is your first time listening, right? that if you stay to the end, you're going to get these gems. But you got to stay to the end to get the gems. And then you have to tune into the after show. So when you tune into the after show, you get some of that behind the scenes content. And you also get additional gems that we're not going to drop in the full episode, right? Because we can't give you everything all the time. So we want you to listen to the end because as you listen to the end and then tune into the after show, you will get tips on how to overcome the barriers of showing up. You will learn about what are the benefits of showing up and in the after show, we will talk about embracing imperfection. Ooh. Yes. All right. Okay. T, are we ready? We ready. I was going to say that part, okay? Embracing imperfection. So first, what we want to do to kind of ground the conversation is just talk about showing up. So when I think about showing up, Dom, I think for me, it varies across different scenarios. I think that showing up could be as simple as, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but going to a networking event, just taking some type of action, right? Even though mm -hmm. you aren't fully prepared. So whether it's going to a networking event, it could be, you know, writing your book, just taking the initiative to move forward in the direction that leads you to your goals even when you aren't ready. There have been many times, I remember when I was in high school and my family does not come from money. I didn't have a little, like many of us, I didn't have a big old, I was gonna say box of money, a big, what is the <laughs> word I'm looking for? I didn't have funds that were just waiting for me mm -hmm. and some type of fund for me to go to college. And so I was applying for mad scholarships. And one of the things I noticed is that it was a numbers game. Sometimes showing up, is a guaranteed ticket that you will win. And so there were many scholarships that required these long ass essays. And guess who yeah. was typing them long ass essays? Me. And I got a lot of money. I got a decent amount of money in scholarships because sometimes I was the only one who was applying. I was the only one who was putting in the effort or taking the initiative to go the extra mile. And so that's what showing up means to me. How would you define showing up, Dom? To me, Showing up is, yeah, it's about taking those steps, right? It's about being present. It's about being in the moment, 
And it's a, and sometimes showing up really is literally just being there. Right. Like I'm not, for some reason, I'm not coming up with like a concrete example, but I think about when a friend, let's say a friend is going through something, right? And we don't have the words, but our physical presence, like we just show up and we sit. We ain't got to say a damn thing. We just show up and we sit. To me, that's like we're just physically there. We're in the moment. That's showing up. You don't have to, like, the only thing you have to do is just physically be there. It's powerful. That's your action. Yes. Just holding space. Like, yes. Oh, now when I think about our lives and instances where we've shown up, even when we weren't ready, I know mm-hmm. that there are a number of experiences because I feel like for the most part, I I just feel the fear and do it anyway. I I often just push myself and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm afraid. Cool. We're going to go do it. At this point in my life, I'm I'm in that space, although I wasn't always there. But the one thing that I think about often is us in this podcast. And Lady, you have to go yeah. back to our previous episodes to hear our story about how we met randomly and started this podcast, having not had any previous, you know, relationship of each other or even knowledge of each other and like just creating this huge business adventure. And so at this point in the journey, the day that we're recording this, we're about what, five years into the podcasting journey. Yeah. And that sounds like a long time, right? And for some people it is, for some it isn't, but five years dedicated, blood, sweat, tears, going through our own life circumstances, failures and miscarriages and death. I mean, so much that we were both navigating in the midst of this journey. But I think back to that night that we had dinner at Hazel's in San Francisco. And you know, they closed down by the way. I know I heard. You did? Okay. I went to go Google it recently because I was like, oh, this is where we met. We should go there when you visit. I was like, oh, damn. But that's like our special, it's still going to be our special place because that's where this idea was birthed. And I think about the crossroads that we were at in that mm-hmm. at that time because I remember us both saying, "Well, I'm super busy. I don't really have the bandwidth to add anything else on my plate, but we want to do something for Black women." And yes. we could have very well put it off. We could have just said, "Well, we're not ready yet. We don't have the time." I remember thinking, "Well, what if we run out of topics and we don't know what to say?" Or, "God, what if I make a mistake on the podcast?" Which I've made tons of mistakes. If y'all go listen, two hundred plus episodes in now. But here we are. And here we are. Plus episodes in. 200 plus episodes in. All of the features Forbes, Black Enterprise, and millions and millions of downloads. We're manifesting our millions of dollars, lady, so we can do this full time. So if you go to herspacepodcast.com and go to our Patreon, come support the mission because it really is bigger than us, you know? And I think about how if we did not take that step that we took five years ago, we wouldn't have been able to empower and help all of the people because there are men and women that listen to the podcast and people that are gender non-conforming. We would not have been able to help all of the people that have been impacted by the guests, by the topics, by the messages. And we did it imperfectly. 
Yes, we did. Because first we continue epi- to show up. Exactly. We continue to show up. Like our first episode, you can literally only hear the audio in one ear pod, like in one of your headphones. <laughs> we did. I go back and I've listened and I was like, oh, wow. But that is part of the journey. And, yes. and the thing about it too, Dom, is when you think about it, it's like, because I'm a recovering perfectionist, I've had to have this conversation with myself a lot. Does the does a mistake, does the bad audio, though I know it can be super gnarly at times, does that take away from the message? Does it take away from the impact, right? Like if someone needs to hear a message at a, at a certain point in life, they don't give a fuck about you only being able to hear it out of one ear pod, right? Or one right. headphone. But you know what? What I also think about is that we show up and we showed up from the beginning not having any prior knowledge of how to start a podcast, right? And we continued, once we decided that this is what we wanted, that this was the thing that we were going to do to have an impact on Black women, we put in the time and supported each other in putting in that time, right? No matter what it was we were going through, But part of that showing up also, to me, required that we, and we'll get into the tips, but like part of that showing up required us being realistic with ourselves and being flexible with how our lives needed to navigate and make room for us to do this thing. Yes, girl. And as you said that, it made me think about another podcaster who I absolutely adore. She doesn't know me, so hopefully it doesn't sound weird, but I have a lot of admiration, respect, and I'm just so into the Lovers and Friends podcast. And this is not an advertisement. This is something real that I want to I want to share. And Shan Booty is the host. And I listen to her podcast often. And one day we're going to have her on podcast. But I listen to her podcast. And for me, one of the things that really stood out to me, in addition to her being an incredible journalist and setting up her show so well, I am like obsessed. The show is so impeccable. But there are mistakes. And there, there are not only mistakes, there are mishaps. Like I remember recently I was watching her YouTube show and the plant in the background fell and she handled it with such grace. But when I see someone that I admire so much, when I see them handling their mistakes or showcasing the mistakes or the mishaps, it makes me feel normal because I know I have a bunch of shit. I have a bunch of mistakes and there are mishaps in my life, but also within the podcast world. And it also reminds me that people connect with authenticity and not perfection. So if you are in a place in your life where you want to make an impact on people, where you want to make the world a better place, be you authentically. Because let me tell you something. If there was someone that I aspired to be like, and they were perfect, I can't connect with perfection because I'm not perfect. And so it makes me feel as though it's this unattainable goal that I'll never achieve. But I also don't see the connection and the 
relation to that person because, oh, they're, they're better than me. They're, they're, they're perfect. They never made a mistake. But when I see someone like Shambuti that I admire have the plant fall in the background, I'm like, you go ahead, girl. I know that's right. You keep on recording. And it makes it more human because we know that that is a part of life. Sometimes, especially these days, California has just been super windy and should be falling and it's a part of life and we keep it pushing. Like if you're watching now, I have this wrinkled ass curtain behind me and it is what it is. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but you know, here's the thing. Unless you point it out, we can't tell it that, well, at least I can't tell that the curtain is wrinkled, right? And, but I think that's, I think that's the piece of it too, is that how, how we are seeing the thing might not be how other people are seeing it. And so while we are hesitating to make that move based on our perception, other people, no one else around us might might be perceiving it in that same way. And so I think it's important to go on ahead and and make that move and sit in front of that curtain, even if it, even if to you it looks wrinkled, it don't look wrinkled to the rest of us, right? And the thing to also think about too is that if you don't show up, if not now, then when? If not you, then who? Right? I also want to be clear that we are talking about context in which it's in, it's about your personal development, right? Because I'm I'm aware that there are situations in which we are being asked to show up for others that's not to our benefit that would actually do us more harm than good. So I want to acknowledge that those contexts do exist and that ain't what we're talking about here because we yes. want you to protect your pieces. Okay. That's right. I love that you always bring that perspective in Dom, like the, the realistic, like the pragmatic, like, Hey, hold up. Don't get it twisted. This is what we're talking about because my mind was solely on the personal development aspect, but some people can misinterpret that. Like, Oh, my job is saying they want me to show up. Mm. Mm -mm. Pause. Mm -mm. Are we showing up after hours and going the extra mile and not getting paid for it? Because if that's the case, then maybe that isn't that maybe that's not our ministry, right? So I, I'm glad that you made that distinction, and I love that you do that because one of the other things that came up for me around this topic as well, and then we're going to dive into the barriers to showing up, lady, is that you can't improve what hasn't begun. So if we would have if we would have never started this journey, we wouldn't be able to talk about improving the quality of the episode for season one. The first episode that you could only hear out of one headphone because it would have never happened. So there was no way for us to improve it because we didn't make any progress on it at all. And so just leaping, I mean, yeah. the time, like, like the quote said, Dom, the time, five years done passed already. The time is going to pass. Y'all know how it is when we entered a, into a new decade and we were like, oh my gosh, the past 10 years went by so fast. The time going go and you know time be timing and it happened so fast. And I, one of my fears is always, you know, looking back and saying, dang, I should have, could have, would have, like I should have done that thing. I should have just, you never know what you might become. And so that mm -hmm. really 
ushers us into, ladies, some of the barriers to showing up. And I know. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. For me, one of the barriers is critical negative 
critical thinking, like just the negative self-talk internally. Mm. And we'll talk about mm. some ways to overcome that. But I am so hard on myself. Even to this day, I've realized Dom, that I need to go back and revisit some of the affirmations and some of the work I did years ago, because I did that work so heavily in grad school and post-grad school. And I haven't done the work in that way in so long. And I feel like things are getting a little, a little stale and there's some dust on my you know, on, on the surface that I need to kind of wipe off and cleanse. And so I've been, I made a couple of mistakes recently and I heard like that critic coming in. I was like, hold, hold up. We don't talk to Terry like oh. that. So I'm like, pause, we got to reframe. So for me, the negative critic, right? Like you try to go do something or oh, you can't start a podcast. You know what you're doing. You know, your voice sounds funny. Like I have a little, my voice is going through something right now, but we still on the mic though. We hmm. still on the mic. Team okay. on the mic. Okay. <laughs> so that's one of mine, Dom, is the 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 critic and the negative self-talk. You know, one of the ones that used to be one of the barriers that used to exist for me is, and we've done an episode about it, but over the last year or so, I've kind of reframed how I look at this, is this imposter syndrome. So for a while there i would be hesitant to step into what i knew i could do but didn't feel like it was it like that i was meant for it right or that i was good enough for it and over the last year or so i've been in this space of like reading articles and reading the work of a lot of black women who are talking about decolonization in all areas of our lives. And one of the things that has been entered into this conversation is this acknowledgement that, wait, hold on, imposter syndrome, which tends to be a barrier for a lot of folks, but but I know for certain in a lot of Black women, imposter syndrome really is not about us. Imposter syndrome is more so about the white supremacist patriarchal spaces that we occupy or that we're trying to get into that will set it up to have us thinking that we don't belong, right? We'll have supervisors or peers telling us, questioning, telling us we're not good enough, we're not ready, questioning what we're doing, that then makes us feel like we don't belong, like we're not ready. I believe in their bullshit. Mm -hmm. When the reality is that we are, because as Black women, when we show up, chances are we are showing up 10 times more prepared than anybody else in that room. But yet, there, we have been allowing their words or their slick ass actions to make us question whether or not we belong. 
And so then when we start questioning whether or not we belong, we stop showing up as our full ass selves, as our most authentic self, as our most powerful self, as our most capable selves. We may have to do another episode on imposter syndrome because that was really powerful, Dom. And it had me thinking as you were saying that a couple of things. One, that's a really good goddamn point because I'm thinking back to experiences where I've struggled with imposter syndrome and a lot of it was, and I have to reflect on this more, but a lot of it, I believe, was around assimilating to a culture that ain't meant for you. I was going to say, I use this lightly because I don't know what white culture technically is outside of white supremacy, I guess, but it was like assimilating to that culture or environment and I'm, I'm I have to I'll probably text you about this later because I don't I haven't processed it fully but we're going to put a pin in this lady but we definitely have to revisit it I was thinking about when I was in predominantly black environments when I was working with black people and I was like huh did I experience imposter syndrome there I can't recall it at the moment but I want to dig in deeper on that because it's that's that's a new perspective for me so thank you for sharing that wow yeah yeah really it's we are being, we, it's like trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. That that That's box good. is meant for us, but somebody didn't come in and made it a square hole when really it was supposed to, I mean, a circle when really it was supposed to be a square because we're a square. And I know it don't fully make sense, but follow me. You You follow me, right? That basically... We are destined for greatness and we don't have to conform to these ways of being that aren't meant for us. And so, but but that is what oftentimes keeps us from wanting to show up. Yeah. Right. Because we're because the thing is, is that we might not have the conscious awareness of why this space doesn't feel good for us, right? We just feel it in our bodies. And that's might that might be what's keeping us from showing up. Mm. Okay. So real quick, I just sent you a text message down. So take a look at that text message. <laughs> and the other thing I was going to say is, <laughs> lady, you got to tune into a live stream to, to see to see the message I sent down. But the other thing I was thinking about, in addition to that, Dom, seriously, we need to do another episode on this and what you've learned from yes. that research, because that's really game changing. That is powerful. But in addition to that, lady, some of the other common barriers would be, you know, fear, self-doubt. I think about also the perception of others. That was something that had me in a chokehold for the longest. Like, what are other people going to think about me? What if they don't like me? What if they, you know, don't like what I'm wearing? Whatever it might be, just being in my head. And so those are some of the other common barriers to showing up. Like, worried about that stuff, being in your head about that, feeling those feelings, and then not showing up because of that. And so one of the things we really want to jump into are sharing some of the strategies for overcoming these barriers. And number one is one of my favorites is setting realistic goals. For Just real. setting goal setting in general is my is my favorite. But 
One of the examples I may share in the after show or later if we have time was going to a networking event. And so I am an introverted do I say, am I an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert? One of those. Ambervert. I'm an ambervert. But I'm I'm definitely, I, I definitely skew toward the introvert because like I get my energy by being in solitude, but I can turn on the extrovert and people will think, oh, she's an extrovert. So I say all that to say I went to a networking event recently. And because I've been out of the game for a while, you know, because of COVID and also being a new mom, and I just haven't really been focused on corporate and doing all those things. I've been at home. I've been chilling and enjoying life. And so I had a little anxiety, but one of the things I do is I set realistic goals for myself. So when I'm in a setting and I know that there's going to be a lot of people and I want to show up, I will set a goal to meet with at least three people and have a deep, meaningful connection because I love to be able to chat one-on-one with folks versus hopping around the room and getting all this, like being in the mix with all this different energy. And so setting a realistic goal for whatever, whatever way Whatever way you plan to show up, set a realistic goal that will support you in doing that. And that's just my personal example. What about you, Dom? Yeah, I like that because I think the other thing too is in this understanding of or this setting realistic goals, what that also looks like is recognizing what your capacity is to actually do the thing that you're trying to do, right? So I think about when I, you know, we keep coming back to when we started the podcast because I think that's a a really great example for us to draw from. And thinking about what was realistic for us, like we had that conversation, like we had that conversation of like, okay, how often can we realistically meet Knowing that we have full-time jobs, knowing that we have personal lives outside of the full-time job, right? That we had other personal goals that we were working on manifesting at the same time. And so being realistic about how we can incorporate this new thing into our day-to-day and recognizing that sometimes in setting that realistic goal, What that really means is you're taking baby steps, right? So like like the example that you gave about the networking, right? Of like, okay, I'm going to talk to three people. Maybe in your dream world, you are this extreme extrovert and you are the charismatic person who works the room and talks to everybody, right? But we're not there yet. And so realistically, we can't go from zero to a thousand. So realistically, let's start with three. Right. So I I, I like that. The setting realistic goals, because then that also makes it more manageable when we're truly realistic about what the goals are. So then I think the second point or the second strategy is seeking support from others. So what that can look like is you're going to a networking event and let's say that you have a colleague who's going to be there with you. And so maybe you all decide that it's going to be a divide and conquer. That you each go and talk to three different people and then you come back and swap information, right? Or maybe it's a 
okay, we're starting this podcast. Maybe I tap into my network and say at the office and say, hey, I'm starting a podcast. Do you have studio space that we can use? Right. So it's it's about reaching out and figuring out who like the people around you who want to see you thrive. And letting them know, close mouths, don't get fed. So asking for what you need and seeing who is able to provide. Love that. I think you hit the nail on the head, Dom. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. So we can go on to number three, which is reframing negative self-talk. And the conversation that we have in our mind is so powerful. I mean, where our mind goes, the body follows. What we say about ourselves to ourselves is just so important, you know? And so one of the things that I have worked on over the years when it comes to reframing negative self-talk is just observe one day, just observe like what is happening and jot this down so you can actually have a written record of it, whether it's in your phone or in a notebook or whatever. But as you're going about your day, as you're walking, what thoughts are popping into your mind? As you make a mistake, what's come like what 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 is that voice that you hear? Is it a critic? Is it a champion, right? Like is your voice, is it celebrating you, right? What is what does the voice sound like? And for me, it was super negative for a long time. And so when it comes to reframing the negative self-talk, it doesn't stop the thoughts from happening, but it's literally observing the thought. And then literally reframing it. So let's say one thing that was said in my family growing up, which it will, it may sound funny. I'm going to warn you, lady, because I don't want you to feel bad if you laugh, but it may sound funny. But when you, after the laugh or the giggle and you get down to the core of it, it can be pretty hurtful. And so something that people used to say was like, you big dummy. And so Mm. even when I say, okay, I'm going to get my laugh out. But then when you think about that, think about that shit when you buy yourself at night and you're about to go to sleep and that's all you hear. Or you make a pretty serious mistake at work, and then that's all you hear is like, you big dummy, you're so stupid. Whatever that voice might be, it's like, okay, hold on. And so what I usually do is I, I have a lot of conversations with myself, and I yeah, a lot of conversations with myself. We won't go into all the details of that, but basically it could be, you know, when you hear that voice come up and it's like, you big dummy, it's like, wait a minute. And I literally say this to myself. I'm like, wait a minute. We don't talk to Terry like that. And... I usually say something like, it's okay, you just made a mistake. Mistakes are natural, it happens. You're brilliant. And I think about different times where I've exercised. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month. And it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans. And it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, 
The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black Stories, Black Truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the Rich Black Auntie. It was good. Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. You know, something brilliant. I did something amazing, right? And I think about those moments and sort of reframe the negative self-talk by either stating a new affirmation, like you are incredible, you are enough, you are brilliant, you are smart, and letting that be the last thing I hear. So even if I don't believe it, it's a matter of just reprogramming. It takes some time. It doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. If you're so accustomed to hearing yourself say, you big dummy, that's not going to change overnight, but it's a matter of like literally reprogramming yourself when it comes to that, that negative self-talk. I mean, I mean, you know, it, clearly you have been working with therapists who have been trained in like cognitive behavioral therapy because <laughs> this is the one of the core this is one of the things within cognitive behavioral therapy is like how do you reframe negative self-talk right and i think the piece that you pointed out so beautifully is that a lot of our negative self-talk where does that stem from a lot of our negative self-talk stems from childhood, stems from mm-hmm. things that someone in our childhood told us, yes. right? Even if, and I feel like we should probably do a whole episode on this, right? Of like the things that we were told as kids that have done us more harm than good, right? Like, Saying to someone in in jest, you big dummy, like over time when you keep sitting with that, just like we talk about manifestation because we're trying to manifest positive and good things. If we are constantly taking in a lot of negative things, we start to manifest that negativity and we don't want that. 
So then that takes us to our next strategy, which is visualization. And T, I know this is your specialty. I know this is the thing that you love. And so, you know, I have come to also like recognize that power in visualization, right? And the different ways in which visualization can show up for us or how it can work for us, right? So sometimes that might look like designing a vision board. Like I know that a lot of folks like to do that at the start of the year. I don't think you have to be at the start of the year to do a vision board, right? But sometimes it's taking the time to name the things that you want and actually talk about it. One of the things my therapist pointed out to me a few months ago was that where I am now, we visualize this in a therapy session. My therapist and I had a session where we talked about like, what are the things that I want from myself? There's still some work. There's still some things that I'm working, that I'm trying to get or places I'm trying to get to goals I'm trying to reach. But where I am in this moment, we visualized a few years ago. I would also like to point out that Terry and I engaged in a visualization exercise. and those things came to fruition, right? And I think the thing too, lady, for you to remember with visualization is that it's not only about, it's a multimodal way of setting goals, right? So it's not just about seeing it, but there are some things that I visualize that I like, I talked it out and I like, really visualize what it would be. And then I walked away and kept doing day-to-day life. But the reality is that once I put it out there, subtly and in baby steps, things started to come my way. Oh, girl, that is... mm, I got a little emotional when you're talking about visualization because I think about all the things that we've done together by way of manifestation and then on our each of our personal goals. But yes, visualization is definitely my thing for real. I love it. It's been so helpful. What came up for me as you were sharing, Dom, is something I think we've talked about on the show before, but it's having an ideal life narrative. Mm-hmm. And basically just lady, it's sort of like scripting, like you literally writing out your ideal life as if you're living it right now. So it's like I live in a sunny beautiful city with, you know, three bedrooms, three baths, whatever it might be for you, but literally writing it out as though it is so, right? And so I did that years ago and I forgot about that idol life narrative and I ended up coming across it. And I was like so blown away because a lot of the stuff I wrote down was true for me. And I think one of the other powerful pieces about visualization is when you're preparing to show up, take some time to literally just calm yourself. So whether you're doing a meditation, get in a really safe, quiet, and 
and comfortable environment and really imagine, like close your eyes and really picture and imagine your ideal outcome. So whether it's you, maybe you want to show up more powerfully at work. Maybe you're like looking to get a promotion and you're working with, you know, you got a coach, you set some goals, you're reframing negative self-talk. The visualization is you before, you know, before you go to bed the night before you are mapping out the next day in your mind and seeing yourself get up in the morning, getting dressed, you're smiling, you got your favorite music playing and, you know, you find the parking spot you're looking, you know, you're looking for when you get to work and people are kind to you and you're literally envisioning the day that you want, but also feeling the feelings as if it's happening in that moment because our body doesn't know the difference, right? So when we're, when we're imagining, oh, wow, this is how my day goes. I do this for presentations too. Before my presentation, I meditate and I think about it and I see myself up there being comfortable, confident. I see the audience being engaged. And literally, I lie to you now, ever since I've been doing this, it pretty much always happens the way that I envisioned it, if not better. And so visualization is another tactic later that you can use when you are preparing to show up for whatever you're looking to show up for. And then the next one, I'm going to pass this right over to Dom because I feel like I'm just now getting some of this in my life because of being a relatively new mama, but it's getting rest. So Dom, yes, I'm going to yes. just pass it on over to you. You know, you know, this is my, this is my thing. This is your ministry for real. For yes, real. it is. It's resting and, and resting is, so in terms of being able to show up, when you are not rested, when you have not gotten the sleep that you need, you are not showing up as your best self. Like I think about times when I've been burned out, right? And how I, mi- I make small mistakes that I wouldn't normally make, right? Or I might feel easily irritated. Or I just don't have the capacity to hear other people's stuff, right? Meaning that friends and family, because I show up for my clients. That's the thing I can do, right? I'm going to show up for my clients. But when I step outside of that, I don't have, because I'm not rested, I don't have the capacity to show up for folks in my personal life. And so then what that what that then does is that keeps me from being the dom that I know that I am, right? I know that I am the person who shows up. And so if I'm not rested, I can't. If I'm not rested, I'm not going to be 100%. And then that does a disservice, not to just me, but to everybody around me. And when I say rest, I don't only mean getting enough sleep at night. I also mean taking time to relax or do nothing, right? What's that? Do nothing? Listen, okay. I I like to have one day a month. That's my do nothing day. Shout out to my therapist again who taught me that a couple of years ago. Like 
that once a month do nothing day, there is nothing on my calendar. I'm not, I'm not getting up to see nobody. When I wake up, it's what do I feel like doing? And usually what that is, is I'm making myself brunch and I'm sitting on my couch, either catching up on a show or reading a book for the whole day. That's what I'm doing. Phone is probably on do not disturb unless I feel compelled to talk to somebody. But once a month, and that allows me, that's rest for me. And so identifying what that re- what rest looks like for you. Amen to that, Dom. I guess we have one more and then we're going to do our recap, lady, and then we'll dive into the after show and talk about the benefits of showing up, embracing imperfection, maybe a couple more stories. So Dom, do you want to talk about flexibility? Yeah. So I, you know, I think one of the, out of all of these, like all of these are important, but flexibility kind of to me encompasses all of these in that what that really looks like is it's not just being flexible, but it's also about being open, right? Flexible and open. That when you allow yourself space for someone to maybe show you a different way to show up, to be open to making some adjustments in how you thought you needed to show up. What that does is that helps you release some of that fear, release some of that self-doubt, release whatever other barriers may have been keeping you from being able to show up. When you're flexible and open, you're able to make the changes and adapt and be present in ways that you might not have even realized were possible. You got me thinking of some ideas, so I'm making sure to write a note of the episodes that we said we want to revisit. So I wrote that down. And one of the things that came up for me as you were sharing, Dom, is as an ask, maybe a bullet point underneath flexibility is self-love and compassion. So as you're showing up, mm-hmm. when you do make mistakes, which are natural and which is going to happen, giving yourself some love, like going back to reframing the negative self-talk. So just being patient with yourself and being being kind, treat yourself like you would your BFF, like be gentle. Yes. So we're going to do a quick recap of the main points, ladies. So when it comes to the strategies for overcoming these barriers to showing up, the first one is setting realistic goals. Number two, seeking support from others. Number three, reframing negative self-talk. Number four, visualization. Number five, you better get your rest, okay? And number six is Flexibility and openness with a side of self-compassion. So, 
Dom and I are going to hop into the after show and talk a bit more about this topic. So lady, we encourage you to go to our website, herspacepodcast.com, click on Patreon to support this Black-founded, Black-funded, and Black-owned podcast, okay? We out here doing it, working full-time, releasing episodes for you every single Friday like clockwork. So come support us so that we can sow more into the community and hopefully host a live event sometime soon so we can meet you in person and share all this good energy and love that we have for you in the community. And with that, Dom, I think it's time for the after show. Time for the after show. All right, girl, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am worthy of what I desire, period. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.